Hello, and welcome to the Los Angeles Podcast of Anaheim, a semi-daily audio blog for all things Angels baseball. Lately, it's been more like the semi-annual podcast instead of semi-daily. The one thing I've discovered is something that I've known all along, and having this project didn't really change it for me. Spring training isn't that interesting. It's practice. It's practice for the real season. And while it's baseball, and baseball is by its very nature really awesome, spring training baseball is baseball without stakes. You know, it's practice. There are no stakes for fans. You know, I've watched nearly every single, or at least part of every single spring training game. And, you know, I'll tune in for the first couple innings. I'll watch the starting pitcher. I'll watch the starters play. But then, once the minor leaguers take over, guys that I know I'm never going to see in a major league uniform, you know, I lose interest. For players, of course, the stakes are enormous. They've got careers on the line, they've got health on the line, rare opportunities. Those things could create really interesting storylines for fans. But that's sort of the other problem with the season spring training for the Angels. There just aren't that many of those storylines. We're not the White Sox or the Braves where there's a bunch of blue-chip prospects that we're going to follow. For the Angels, it basically boils down to, will Garrett Richards' arm hold together? So far, it has, and that's been great. He's been throwing with velocity, his fastball's sitting around 96, and he's been throwing his slider without injury or incident. That's all great. But that's really the only drama, the only heavy issue of this spring. I mean, it's not to say that there's nothing important going on, but that was a big one. One of the reasons that this is the case is that the Angels are an older team. They're established at nearly every single roster position, so there's not going to be any big battles to see who's going to start where. Albert Pujols came into spring training with that right foot still recovering from another round of surgery. The Angels already said they'd be careful with him, so he's going to DH. That means C.J. Crone's going to play first base. Danny Espinoza was signed to play second base. Daniel Escobar is coming back for third base. Luis Valbuena is going to split between first and third. And once he gets back from his hammy injury, that's exactly what he's going to do. Angelton Simmons is a shortstop. Mike Trout's going to be in center. Cole Calhoun is in right. And some combination of Cameron Maben and Ben Revere will play left. Martin Maldonado, Carlos Perez will catch. That's the everyday lineup. We knew that when spring training began, and none of that's changed. The same is tr- That same certainty is true for the rotation. If Richards was healthy, he was going to be in it. If Matt Shoemaker was healthy, he's going to be in it. Ricky Nolasco, Tyler Skaggs. All of this was the case two months ago, and that's all still true now. The only question mark was whether or not Alex Meyer's new pitching motion was going to help him crack the rotation over Jesse Chavez. And it turns out, Myers isn't even going to crack the roster for opening day. People got way too excited every time Myers went out and threw two good innings. But pitching is about consistency and repeatability, and Myers just can't seem to make that happen. And long range, just keep in mind that neither Chavez nor and long range, just keep in mind that neither Chavez nor Meyer is really going to be anything other than a band-aid. Andrew Heaney and Nick Tropiano are both coming back next year, and that means Chavez and Myers probably won't be, at least not in the rotation. The big mess 
is in the rotation. But then again, we already knew that was going to be the case before Houston Street got hurt. Cam Bedrosian had a great season last year. When Street went down, he's going to be the closer to start the season. Andrew Bailey, Jose Alvarez are going to be the bridge guys. Cody Eiji might be the second lefty. He's pitched really well this season. This He's pitched really well this spring, and he's fantastic against lefties. And you know, there's after that, there's just a jumble of guys, right? There's Bailey and Alvarez and Eiji, and then there's Yates and Valdez and Morin and Parker and Adams. And none of those guys are really the guys who are going to make you sit up and get excited. Like maybe Keenan Middleton starts finding the strike zone and makes a splash late in the season, but the bullpen is going to be what the bullpen has been for the last few seasons, a real problem. And we knew that back in February. And basically, that's what's kept me from doing these podcasts. I mean, I don't want to shit on anyone's excitement over spring training. And I don't want to beat drums about how bored I am watching a game where the starters only play four innings and spend most of that time trying not to get hurt. But we knew more or less what the active roster was going to look like a month ago. But that's all going to start changing really soon. Opening day is almost here. It's one week away, and suddenly, you know, just looking at the schedule, I'm jacked. I've watched enough half games where the results don't matter, and I'm, you know, I'm ready for the real thing. And I know everybody else is too. So just as the team is ramping up for the season, I feel it coming too. Like the podcast is going to start coming regularly, and once the season starts, I'm aiming to do one every game. Right, The prelims, are, they're almost over. The real thing is coming up. The Angels are projected to be, at best, sort of a dark horse contender. But starting on opening day, we burn the projections down and we start playing for real. We knew going to spring training almost every important thing that was going to come out of spring training. You know, starting game one, starting April 3rd, we could get 162 storylines waiting to unravel. I mean, it's the best thing ever. We knew everything that was going to happen starting spring training. We don't know what anything is going to happen going forward, and that's that's the best thing. Yeah. So with the real games come the real concerns. I mean, the big concern besides the bullpen is left field. Left field's been the tragic hole for the Angels for the last two seasons. And three years ago, Josh Hamilton had a real up-and-down season for the Angels, and even just with a, like a 379 OPS, it was enough production to help the Angels get into the playoffs. In the two years since then, the left field slot for the Angels has been the single worst producing position relative to the rest of the league. That means no other team over the past two years has gotten less production from left field than the Angels have. And throw that on top of the awful production from second base and, you know, problems. So left field is an issue, and the solution is supposed to be, hopefully, Cam Maben. Now, not that spring training numbers mean anything, but Cam Maben has struck, had struck out, and I'm watching the game right now, 16 times in 68 at-bats. That's f- over 42% of the time. That's not great. Cam, um, Martin Maldonado has actually struck out more than Maben. He's actually got a worse strikeout percentage. But Maben's expected to hit. Maldonado isn't. Maben is. Maben has to. 
he's coming off a career year, and I know the Angels are hoping last year was sort of a next-level bump, but he's never been that good before. Meanwhile, his backup in left field is Ben Revere, and Revere's coming off a terrible season. He was hurt most of the year in Washington, and he never got on track once he came back. But even if you assume a healthy Ben Revere this year, a healthy Ben Revere has never been a particularly great player. He's fast, but he's not much else. Most of these guys had injuries that hampered him. He's fa- he's fast, but not much else. Both these guys had injuries last year. Now, both of them are supposed to be healthy now, but you know we'll see what kind of production they can actually bring. The guy who I actually think is going to end up playing a bunch of left field this year is Jeffrey Marte. He had a surprisingly good year last season, popped uh, 15 home runs and just under 300 plate appearances, slugged nearly 500. Besides Mike Trout, no other angel slugged 500. Not Pujols, not Crow, not Calhoun. Of all the angels that got significant playing time, Marte was the closest. He slugged 481. When the pitching staff, you know, especially the bullpen, is, a, is as questionable as it is, you've got to score some runs. You need some pop. Um, yeah. I'm watching uh, the game right now. Jesse Chavez working a strong fifth inning against the Diamondbacks. Kind of makes me nervous to know that a main ingredient for a good angel season is Jesse Chavez. And, uh, you know. Anyways, my fearless prediction. Maben reverts to form, the same form that got him shipped out of San Diego. And Marte's going to end up playing the bulk of the time in left field by the second half of the season. The Angels need to have an above-average offense to be competitive. I mean, there's no reason a team built around Mike Trout shouldn't be at least above average. So a lineup that's got Calhoun, Trout, Pujols, and Crone at, at the core. If you can add one more bat with some power, you might actually have something going on there. Now, I don't think that bat is Maven's. I know it's not Revere's. I think it's Marte's. Once the season starts, we'll see if Maben can flush his spring training numbers. But if he can't, then we'll see if maybe Mike Sosha gives Marte a chance. And I really hope he does. I mean, again, this is just spring training numbers, but the Angels have hit uh, 18 home runs this spring. That's the second fewest in all of baseball this spring. Only the Braves have hit fewer, and that's because they're packed with a bunch of teenagers. So the Angels really need some pop. They really need Marte in the lineup, and they really need to score some runs. Defensively, Marte isn't much, but that's what Revere is for. Revere can cover some ground, so you know, if you can get Marte three at-bats a game and then put in Revere's glove, then maybe the Angels have something. But between Maben, Revere, and Marte, somebody's got to hit. Somebody's got to play well. Otherwise, this offense is going to be a problem along with the rest of the team. That said, I can easily envision a lineup where Calhoun and Trout and Pujols and Crone and Marte and some combination of Valbuena and Escobar actually churning out some runs, actually becoming an above-average offense. And then you've got the defense up the middle with Simmons and Espinosa, Trout. And even though Martin Maldonado and Carlos Perez don't hit, 
They have great arms. They are great pitch framers. And if the Angels can attack them offensively and play good defense to help out that pitching staff, you're looking at a team that might actually contend for a wild card slot, maybe between 85 and 90 wins. Well, no, 90 is a bit high. But 85 wins gets you into that window, and and then it can get interesting. So, anyways, I'm excited. I'm, you know, I'm tired of spring training. I'm ready to go, and we're almost there. So, a few more games in the spring, and then we go to the real thing. There are a couple more roster spots that need to be finalized. But other than that, we're almost ready to go, and you can sort of feel it. The team is ready, and I know I'm ready. So going forward, we'll start getting more podcasts. We'll be looking closer at individual trouble slots, uh, things to keep in mind in the front office, ownership, and on the field. And we'll take a look at some of the other teams in the division as well. So, So there's certainly a lot to talk about now that the season's almost upon us. It's starting to feel real, and that's a good thing. So, quick hit today, uh, more tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you soon.